9. Matthew 19, verses 3 to 9. And let me read for this. Some Pharisees came to him to test him. They asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? Haven't you read, he replied, that at the beginning the Creator made them male and female, and said, For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer one, but two flesh. Therefore what God has joined together, let no one separate. Why then, they asked, did Moses command that a man give his wife a certificate of divorce and send her away? Jesus replied, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives. Be- I haven't memorized that verse, sorry. <laughs> divorce that why? Because your hearts were hard. But it was not this way from the beginning. Verse 9. I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another woman commits adultery. This is the word of the Lord. And now we shall invite Reverend Thing for the sermon, the mystery of marriage. I'm sorry, I'm the one who pressed the slides. <laughs> yeah. um, let us come to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, as we come to you and study your word, Lord, we pray that you send your spirit, the spirit of truth, to help us to understand your word and guide us and renew our heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The mystery of marriage. When I study more and more, I, I think I should rename it as a mystery of sex. Yeah, so when we look at this passage, um, this is it's a good passage for us to ponder about uh, sex and marriage and the liberty of sex in this generation. Whenever we talk about wedding um, or getting married, I think um, our some of the elderly will say, uh, "This is the day that you turn you you turn from a boy become a man." Right? In Mandarin, in Chinese culture, we will say, "Ah, uh, 今天做大人哦." Is it? Yeah, a lot of elderly will say, wow, 今天做大人, Today is the day that you turn from a boy to a man, from a girl to a woman. That is the day. What kind of magical moment, what is the magic behind it that can change a boy and a girl to a man and woman? How does it work? Why does our elderly say that? Do you know? Have you ever heard about it? I think a lot of us heard that uh, could be on the day when you get married. But how did you understand that phrase is the day that you turn to become a man and woman? How does it work? Is it the wedding day? Is it the wedding ceremony? Is it the night of the wedding? Oftentimes, I guess it relates to the wedding night that you're having sex with one another, the married couple, and that makes a big difference. It's, uh, it's something that we seldom talk on pulpit. 
yeah, about sex and marriage. I guess um, in our culture, especially in Chinese culture, we are shy about this, talking about this openly. Um, I, w- I won't go into detail, but we'll look at this passage. From this passage, we understand um, this matter. Sex is the key, uh, the core of marriage, and sex is uh, divine in marriage. But this generation takes sex uh, quite lightly. To an extent, I guess I would describe as it's just like renting a car. If you go to West Malaysia, um, here I, I don't know if we have apps that we can rent car. But in West Malaysia, I guess all of you will know we have apps. Yeah, and from the apps that you can look look through the cars that you want, the price, then you choose the one that you like, book, and when the day comes, then you just go and take the car, drive wherever you go, enjoy it, and then after that, return the car, and the car has nothing to do with you. And I guess this generation, we, this generation, our society treat sex just like renting a car, right? From the apps, social apps, uh, choose which, which girls is look nice or boys that looks good. Then go out for a, a random dating, go for a dinner or something. Then go to hotel and bye bye. That's it. Uh, this is the reality. It's happening around us. Why we come to such a point? How come the society become? like this where is the issue today we'll look at this passage from uh, the discussion of the topic about divorce between the um, pharisees and jesus and we think about uh, sex in marriage we look at verse 3 again and i'll read to you some pharisees came to him and test him they asked is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason. You look at this question. Do you find can you can you see the danger that lie behind this question? Since the Pharisees come to Jesus not for something good, right? The person said they wanted to test Jesus. So since that is their intention then for sure the question will not be easy to answer. And for this case, um, it's actually not easy for Jesus because among the Pharisees, there are two schools of thoughts. One of them said, it's valid, it's a man's right to divorce his wife with whatever reason. As long as the man is unhappy with the wife, the man can divorce. That's his right. And according to another school, they say is they cannot divorce unless there is something not right in the marriage, the wife um, having sex with someone else or the husband uh, doing that. So there's, those are the two schools of thoughts among the Pharisees. And this question become very troublesome for Jesus because whatever Jesus answer, he will make one of the party unhappy, right? Those who support um, that the man can divorce, they'll be unhappy if Jesus say no, 
they cannot divorce. Those who support that um, the man cannot divorce their wife unless there is something unfaithful happen. Uh, if Jesus said they they can divorce, then Jesus will be in trouble. So this is a question that is quite difficult for Jesus to answer. Whether he answer yes, there will be a group of people um, getting mad with him. If Jesus answer no, then also will have a group of people getting mad with Jesus. So Jesus doesn't fall into their trap. Jesus doesn't fall into their uh, narrow-minded view. But instead, Jesus uh, tried to persuade them and let them see this topic, this question, from a broader perspective. From Pharisees, the questions uh, from the level um, of how the Pharisees asked the question and the level of how Jesus answered the question, we can see there is a great difference. If we look at the question that is asked by the by these Pharisees, the subject of the question, who is that? A man, right? The Pharisee asked, a man. Is it lawful for a man? To divorce. The perspective is from a man. So that is the subject that lays behind this question and the unspoken idea is this is the right of a man. So from that perspective is about the rights. Right? It's not something new. It's not just our generation we talk about human rights but these Pharisees are talking about rights the rights to divorce and that is the perspective the level of these Pharisees and if we uh, look at Jesus' reply we will see that he replied from a higher level he looked at this question from another perspective look at verse 4 to 6 saying haven't you read he replied that at the beginning the creator made them male and female and said for this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two will become one flesh so they are no longer two but one flesh therefore what god has joined together let no one separate jesus he in his answer, Jesus switched the perspective from human rights for the rights of the man to God's perspective. So Jesus looked at it from the Creator's view. So that is how Jesus answered the tricky question. The first phrase I think is very unfriendly to these Pharisees. Jesus said, haven't you read about this? You are Pharisees. You are the teachers of the law. You should know all these things, right? Haven't you read about it? How come you don't know? So this phrase is unfriendly to these Pharisees, but this is how Jesus talked to this group of people. And Jesus quoted from Genesis saying, uh, the Creator made them male and female. That is from Genesis chapter 1 verse 27. And then he quoted saying, 
For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. That is quoted from、uh, Genesis chapter two, verse twenty-four. So, so these two verses, Jesus quoted them from Genesis to prove that God has His plan for sex, for marriage. So it's not at the level of human rights. We shouldn't look at it from the、um, perspective of human rights, but instead from the Creator's perspective that God had made it like this. So in Jesus' reply, and、um, that follows in the last two, the last two lines. Verse six. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. So when Jesus moved from a human rights perspective to God's perspective, he is saying that if we get married and having sex, that is normal. And then if people get into marriage, they Are joined together by God because that is lawful according to God's creation. It fits God's plan of creation. It fits God's creation of man and woman and marriage. So, whatever marriage it is,、um, it is God's will. It is God.、Um, God is the one who joined them together. So, to these Pharisees, they thought. Wedding or marriages are in control of human, right? Even up to these days, we we might think like that. We date with the people whom you love, right? You don't you don't just get married with someone or anyone else randomly. You get to know someone that you like, you love, and then a、uh, partner, and then after some some period of time, then you you felt、uh, it's time to get married, then you. You get into marriage, so although a lot of times we thought is in our control, is in humans' control, but to Jesus, whatever you did, whatever you have decided, whatever you have arranged, as long as the marriage is one man and one woman, that is according to God's creation, God's will, and that is joined together. By God. So in this part,、uh, one of the key phrases is that the from the bottom fourth line saying the two will become one flesh. That is the key of marriage. What does that mean? The two become one flesh. It means the two person, although they are from different background, different. Uh, thinking different families, but they have、um, they adjust themselves to fit one another to be、uh, to union with one another, so that they can have similar thoughts, they have similar direction, and they even they can have similar feelings, passion, and that binds the two people together. And this phrase actually has a very plain meaning. It's very plain as. Having sex. That's it. If we look at Corinthians one one Corinthians chapter six verse sixteen, Paul said this: Do you not know that 
he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body. For it is said, the two will become one flesh. So Paul quoted this phrase from Genesis saying, if you have if you are having sex with someone just randomly, just a prostitute or anyone else, as long as you are having sex with him or her, then you are uniting yourself with that person. So that is how Paul relates this phrase to sex, as plain as it is. So if you look at all this, it seems like it's related sex and then uh, to become one flesh and marriage is all deeply related since jesus is talking about the book of law jesus quoted uh, a few verses two verses from genesis then these pharisees they also tried to fight jesus from uh, the book of law so they in verse 7 to 9 say why then they asked did moses command that a man give his wife a certificate of divorce and send her away jesus replied moses permitted you to divorce your wives because your hearts were hard but it was not this way from the beginning i tell you that anyone who divorces with his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another woman commits adultery so if we look at the previous passage jesus quoted from genesis to reply uh, to answer the question asked by these pharisees so these pharisees they are smart also they try to quote from the book of law uh, from deuteronomy to fight back because moses because Moses said they can divorce if that's the condition. So, what is it? It's in Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse 1. Moses said, If a man marries a woman who becomes displeasing to him because he finds something incident, uh, something incident about her, and he writes her a certificate of divorce, gives it to her, and sends her from his house so when when moses said this um there is a condition that people can get divorced is when there is something happened about her about the wife in our context it could happen to men also so if either party uh, having something unfaithful or having sex with someone else then uh that that is the case that is the condition when these men and women they can divorce so jesus replied uh, from jesus answer um, jesus tried to rephrase and point out the key points here uh, especially in verse 9 jesus said jesus said um, Anyone who divorces with his wife except for sexual morality and marries another woman commits adultery. So, so the condition where men can divorce is when the wives commit adultery. So Jesus highlighted the condition here. So from, it, from there, we look back to verse 8. 
From then we look back to verse eight. Jesus said,、um, "Moses permitted you to divorce your wife because your hearts are were hard, but it was not this way from the beginning." From this phrase, it's not that easy for us to understand because we felt like it's a.、Uh, Uh, there's something wrong uh, chronologically. Uh, so because Mo- Moses is about 1,600 years before their time, so Moses permitted you.、Uh, so it's from different generation. So if we remove Moses from this phrase, then it will be easier for us to understand the whole. Points that Jesus is trying to say. Jesus is saying, "You are asking to、uh, divorce because your hearts were hard."、Uh, that is about the generation, about these Pharisees. They try to argue and they try to fight for the rights that they are allowed to、um, divorce. So, if we remove Moses from this phrase, we will we can understand that, and then. Uh, put Moses to the later,、um, later part of it. So the last line saying it was not this way from the beginning, which means it is not like this since Moses' time. Although Moses said you can divorce with certain condition, but it's not like the day when they asked Jesus they can divorce freely. As one of the school, they hold the stand. So that is different. So that is what Jesus meant, because their hearts were hard. So they try to fight the rights that they can divorce. So if we combine these few passages and think about marriage, divorce, and sex, I would say sex is the key. And is a mystery. When we talk about marriage, we talk about wedding. The two become one flesh. Is true sex. So our elderly tell us that ah,、uh, that is the day that you turn from a boy to a man, from a girl to a woman, ah,、uh, 做大人了 ah,、uh, become a man. The key point actually lies on sex. That's make a great difference, and how that can happen is a mystery. What is the magical power in sex? That's a mystery we don't know. But I would say it's not merely something to do with our physical body, which a lot of people think that way. Sex. Has、um, a very deep relationship with our soul. It is so deep that it's unbreakable. And how it relates, I don't know. I'll say that is the mystery that lies in sex. And when we talk about two become one flesh, as I read through some、uh, studies and some、uh, cases on counselings. I realize that、uh, there are a lot of、um, people when they try to、uh, fight for、uh, liberation in sex or something like that,、um, or even they try to embrace this kind of thinking that have something to do with their hurt. 
in their life, whether that is in their childhood or in their family uh, or during their teenage. There are something happened. There are some hurts, deep hurts in their life. Some could be rape. Some could be uh, living in a broken families that uh, hurt, crush their soul. Uh, even if they don't, they are not sexually abused. But to these victims, they felt like their soul is crushed. They felt like the their whole world in their heart is broken. They felt like the heart is torn down and is. Empty. Something very important is missing from their heart. So, in the process of healing, and actually there is no healing. In the process of healing, which don't have true healing, they are just trying to adjust their mindset to numb their bad feeling about that past. So they try to accept it, make it not that. Divine in their life, the incident that happened is not something that is deeply bound with them. They try to swift their mindset so that they can stand with the things that happened in their life. So they try to pull down or uh, relocate the level, the the status of sex from the divine level. Down to earth, as just merely physical, something to do with physical body and flesh, and such a switch made them feel better because they felt like, ah,、oh, it's nothing. It's just having sex. Everyone are doing it. It's it's normal. So the past also is um something great. But ah,、uh, if I think like that, I can take it. So that is how they try to swift, ah,、uh, and. Tone down the hurt in their life, and from then, I guess people getting more and more open to sex in the society. So the mystery of marriage, the mystery of sex, is a part where there is something to do. Deeply bound with our soul and heart, that is the mystery. It's not as light, as plain as just mere physical body. Something to do with physical body, but there is a deep bond with our soul. So I would say to those who are married, married couples, in a way, we should have bound, united. In marriage, to become one flesh. So I would say, for married couples,、uh, do you have enough、um, enough times of having sex in your life? Do you have enough time of、um, enough time that you spend together to get to know the ideas of one another? To、uh, spend time, just spending time together, or else I felt like although you are married, sometimes. It's just two separated person, nothing to do with one another. You don't even know what is his or her plan. Just go along with the day, and then as long as at the night time that person sleep beside you, and that's it. That's not marriage. Marriage means two of you are deeply united. 
with each other in your body, physical body, in sex, in your mind, in your thoughts, in your plans. Two of you are deeply um, united. So for those who are still single, um, keep sex as the highest level as you can. It's divine, it's beautiful, it's nice in marriage. But there is something mystery behind it. Don't take it too lightly and think that it's just merely something to do with physical body. And it's just a need of the body. It's just as simple as uh, I'm hungry and I need food and I eat and that's it. It's not that simple. It's something to do with your soul. So for singles, don't take it too lightly. It's beyond it, your imagination. Keep it. For those who are hurt, I'll say it's difficult for you. A lot of times, facing hurts in, um, in, in this area, sexual abuse, it's difficult to go through. And you'll feel like it's just no way to undo it. It's just no way to heal it. Because it's, it is, there is something deeply um, bounded with your soul. There is something to do with your soul. So since you are abused, you are uh, treated badly, then that will hurt your soul. So I'll say it's difficult for you. You, you feel like you, you just feel like the woman who is bleeding for 12 years, there's no way for you and People were pointing at you, saying, "Ah, this pe- person, ah, he's unclean. He's unclean," and people try to avoid you. But it's okay. Jesus will accept you. Come to Jesus. He will heal you, and it can be healed. Although the the incident will not be removed, it will be in your life in the past. But Jesus can give you a better future. Jesus can give you hope. He will heal you. So there's a mystery in sex and in marriage and in our life. Let us pray. Lord, as we come to you, as we think about this topic, marriage and sex, Lord, Sometimes we take it too lightly. We thought it's just something to do with our body, with our flesh. But in fact, we are wrong. Lord, we pray that you help us to move our perspective from human rights to your divine plan in marriage and in your creation. So the Lord, we can look at all these issues and we can look at it logically um, and we know what should be our stand so that we won't be drifted away by this world so that we won't be um, joining them. Lord, we pray that you help us to keep ourselves holy and blameless before you in our marriage in our sexual life, in our personal life, may our life bring glory and honor unto your name. 
And Lord, we pray that you bless our marriage, those who 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 are married. Lord, we pray that you help us to be united with one another, so that we are not just two people, two person living together, but we have no unison in、um, a lot of our life. Help us to unite with one another, so that we can truly be blessed by your words that two become one. Lord, we pray for those who are not married. That Lord, you help us to guard our heart and our body, and keep them、um, holy, and keep them until the day of marriage, that they can too enjoy the blessing in your promise. Lord, we pray that you heal us, those who are hurt and broken and crushed. You touch our heart. So that we no longer look at it、um, so that we no longer grieve over it every day. That in you we can be healed from our past. We pray that you heal us completely by your grace. We give thanks for your love and grace. In Jesus' name, we pray.